by Didier Drogba. Yes, the greatest night in Chelsea's history. Champions of Europe at last. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fulham Road Podcast. Uh, today we are going to be discussing our thoughts on the Leicester match. So this is the Leicester at home match review. So today, obviously, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host Dami. How are you? Yo, I'm good. Alive, you know. Just yeah, here. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to get into this. So yeah, first thing. Um, for you, Dami, do you think that fatigue was a major issue today? And uh, before I get into this podcast today, guys, I'm just going to let you know that I mean, I might, uh, I'm just going to, I'm really just going to turn to things honestly because today was the best day and uh, this match was really, really frustrating for me to watch. Now, for starters, fatigue, yes, I do agree, fatigue had a thing to play in this. But guys, look at what Lampard's trying to do. Like, the first 15, 20 minutes of the game were absolutely brilliant. It was excellent football as far as I'm concerned. I mean, we were defensively suspect for the entire match, if you know what I mean. We were, like, and were defensively suspect for the entire match. But, like, offensively in the first 20 minutes, we were excellent. But if you're going to do that kind of... You can't do that when we... Are fatigued, like it's not gonna work. Do you get what I mean? I mean, fatigue is there, but you cannot blame you cannot blame this result on fatigue. You can, I mean, you could partially blame it, but you can't fully blame the entire thing on fatigue. I mean, that's what I think of it, but yeah, in terms of fatigue, anyways, what did you think? Yeah, for me, on fatigue, I mean, we were, I thought, really good for the first 20 minutes, and after that, it went to shit. We like. The players, it looked like they were all sucking wind. Uh, they just, there's, it was clear that they were shot from playing 120 minutes on Wednesday. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, for me it was a major issue, but it's one of those things where, where Chelsea Football Club and fatigue should not be playing into this at all. I mean, I, I understand that you know these players are probably exhausted from playing that, but still, you. <laughs> You, you can you have a whole week to rest now, so I mean, it, for me, it's it's one of those things where maybe rotation should have come into it, but no, I don't see it. I see I can understand it, but it's one of those things where we're such a big club that it, it's not an excuse. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much like that's what you you have to say about that. Yeah, is that all you have to say? Yeah, in terms of fatigue. Yeah, because uh, that match really did it really ticked me off. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, Another hey, thing, what do yeah. you think of the formations? Well, it looked like we were playing a four-two-three-one today, and I mean, my God, that formation, man, it's so dead. Like, I, I just can I stop you right there? Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, um, today I'm just gonna be. Fine. I don't have to tell. You listeners honestly you guys heard me at the beginning this is i don't think it's a formation thing i think it's just lampard's lack of tactical knowledge obviously he knows what he wants to play but come on you're not playing with people who are going to be able to press that way with that kind of intensity 
for 90 minutes. I mean, he said we played his football for 25 minutes. Is it any surprise that when the intensity stepped down, that's no longer his football? Guys, like, realistically, Lampard has to be more... I don't know what he wants to do. I mean, I mean, we can all see what he's trying to do. But going forward, this is not going to work. Do you get what I mean? Like, we have to come or find a way around it. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a formation thing. Because if you think about it, when we played the 4-3-3, I mean, I know if that happened to just be the formation we played because of the midfielders we had. But that 4-3-3 was a lot more reserved. Was a more, The shape was a lot better. But Lampard, that's his, that's his game against the bigger teams. When we're going to play teams, like I mean, no disrespect to Leicester because they're absolute class. But when we're going to play the smaller teams, they're, they're, we, we definitely are not going to play that kind of football. You get what I mean? So, I mean, that's yeah. my take on it anyways. Because, I mean, at the beginning, it kind of was like a 4-3-3. Then it kind of shifted to a 4-2-3 halfway through. Because I noticed that Mount and Kante were pressing on the same line, but Jorginho stayed back, which implied to me that it was a 4-3-3. So, I mean, that's my take on it, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I saw 4-2-3-1 at times, but and 4-3-3 at others. So I saw 4-2-3-1 for the majority of the second half, so that's why I'm saying that. But I mean, like, the, the reason, you know, that you brought up, like, is this football like sustainable or you kind of briefly touched upon that for me, I actually think that this Lampard football is like the way that we were pressing. Obviously it's going to suck the energy out of you, but Mm. you know, as, as we get fitter and like this next month um, as well, not to mention that once Hudson, Adoy and Reese James come back, that'll definitely help in terms of like fitness because you know, they're not on their last legs as a, in their careers they're you know on their very early on so i mean we have a very young squad and having a very young squad is going to help us play this kind of football because they're all very energetic and they recover a lot faster so i mean i, I think that that kind of football will work because i mean that obviously the rest of the 70 minutes were shit but the first 20 minutes were absolutely amazing we were, we were mm. cutting luster to shreds. So if we can sustain that for a 90-minute period consistently, then we're going to be a force to reckon with. But, I mean, the other 70 minutes was just atrocious. Mm. And also, I want to put this out there as well, because I saw a lot of very... Oh, some dreadful opinion. Like, honestly, today is not just my day, but I saw some dreadful opinions on the timeline absolutely non it was horrendous honestly but one thing i want to beg everyone that is i mean reminder to myself telling you josh as well the listeners whoever that hears this when ruben kalamotsunodoy and reese james come back please i beg i beg if it doesn't work the way it's supposed to work like, don't be surprised because, I mean, obviously they're going to improve the game drastically. But let's not forget, today just showed me that aside from fatigue, Lampard, I mean, obviously he's still a new manager, but this is Chelsea Football Club, so please cut that crap to the side. His tactical, I mean, we're going to get to substitutions because, oh God, that just pissed me off. But Lampard tactically has a lot of work to do and I don't think it's uh, bringing certain players back kind of thing I mean because obviously you can have a certain level of player that is going to no matter how badly you play like I mean Zidane when he won three Champions Leagues in a row you can have a Ronaldo but 
we don't have that. We have some really promising youngsters that we cannot afford to overpressure, if you get what I mean. So anyone that's literally just expecting it to be a straight fix when uh, we get those guys back, I, don't, I mean, try to bust your bubble. If it doesn't work, don't be surprised. But yeah, that's pretty yeah. much that. I mean, I'll say this last thing before we move on. I don't really agree with you at all, to be honest, about Lampard not being like tactically up to it. Because for me, he... You know, Jurgen Klopp, who's one of the best managers in the world, Lampard outfought mm. him on Wednesday, like, uh, completely. He out he outfought him, he outmanaged him the whole game. So, I mean, I, I think Lampard's tact- tactics are more than up to scratch. It's just that I think fatigue really played a f- massive issue today, especially playing 120 minutes on Wednesday. But anyway, um, I mean, moving... before we get to that as yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I want to, I mean... I understand what you're saying. I fully understand what you're saying. And maybe I'm not I'm not wording this correctly. What I'm trying to say is, okay, tactically, he's extremely flexible and he adjusted to how Liverpool played. Fantastic tactical thing from Lampard. But if we're all being realistic, when we have a full, proper, healthy, fit, fantastic squad, what we played against Liverpool, Lampard was not like... Like when Liverpool and Man City play, they don't adjust their play for the other team. They play themselves the way they want to play. They want to play with their identity. What Lampard tried to do against Leicester today, that is his identity. Do you get what I mean? But the disconnect, and like we were atrocious defensively. I'm also in a couple of group chats. We were, I kept on saying it time. Like I said this as soon as as the 20 minute period, I kept on saying we are suspect defensively. And like, what is an attack without a defence? I basically said that it's like Liverpool from the club second season. They were absolutely beautiful going forward, but defensively they were atrocious. So Lampard needs to sort out, sort out his tactics. Uh, I mean, sort out his tactics defensively and like just overall, because if you think about it, to play the way like we were playing in the first 20 minutes or 90 minutes, two games a week, I mean, that's impossible. I'm sorry. It's absolutely impossible. Impossible. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But anyway, moving on to a criticism that I had of Lampard today, and that is that he make the substitutions at the wrong times. So, Dami, I'll let you go first on this, and then I'll give my take. Did he make subs at the wrong times? Um, ah, I'm not too sure, actually, because, I mean, I was kind of a bit pissed off initially by the substitutions he made. I mean, yeah, he brought on Kovacic for Jorginho. I think I kind of get that because we're trying to get the ball back in. Like, we're trying to drive. Because, I mean, Jorginho is more for moving the ball around quickly. But Kovacic is for picking up and driving at the opposition. Yeah, I get that. Tammy for Giroud. I mean, Giroud was very good today. His link-up was excellent. His pressing was also fantastic for someone his age. So, bringing on Tammy to get him. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Then he brings on William for Pulisic. I want to just apologize quickly. I know I'm a bit, I'm going off course here, but anyone I argued about for saying William is loyal and that, I'm a, I really do apologize. He doesn't like, God damn it. Did you see his, 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 his corners? Did you see the pass he missed from three yards? He well, was I absolutely mean, atrocious, man. I didn't, I didn't expect anything different. I mean, I was like, I mean, I feel so bad because I was defending him. You know what I mean? For me, it's a bit, it's so awkward. Like, I apologize to anyone that I argued with about William. Like, I was obviously wrong. I mean, I'd like to give it, nah, nah. 
It's still William. It's still William. But regardless, I mean, not to backtrack, yeah, his substitutions. I don't know, man. They just didn't make a difference today. They didn't do anything for the team, in my opinion. I feel like Leicester still dominated us regardless. And uh, another thing I feel like, I mean, a lot of people might sound biased towards Jorginho, but at the end of the day, we were kind of shaky. If you noticed, and please do, I mean, if you disagree with me, let me know as well. But I think, because I haven't had the chance to watch the game back as well, when Jorginho was on, we were kind of a bit shaky. We were shaky. But the moment he brought him off, things just took this massive... I mean, Leicester's intensity stepped up. There was a lot more spacing between the lines. And I'm not saying that Jorginho is a defensive masterclass. But, I mean, his positioning and the way he plays would have benefited us better. I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, that's just my opinion anyways. Yeah, I, I definitely think that Jorginho coming off um, made the game a lot more open. Because, I mean, there were times where, like, for the last 20 minutes where Leicester were literally like one pass yeah. and they were straight in on our, on our back four. But I mean, in terms of going back to like the actual question, like for me, it was clear as day that we needed substitutions at halftime because yeah. it, for the last, um, I'd say, you know, last really like last 25 minutes of the half, we were we were shaky at best, in my opinion. We were not playing yeah. well at all. We, we yeah. couldn't keep the ball for shit. You know, everyone was running yeah. around. Everyone looked so so knackered. Um, yeah, I mean, Lampard he got the times with the substitutions wrong. Um, I can understand um, the Abraham substitution. I can understand mm. the Kovacic substitution. I can't mm. understand the Williams substitution at all. This guy, I mean, the fact that he's wearing the number 10 shirt for us is an absolute disgrace because mm. he's just, he's such a horrific, bummy footballer. Uh, 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 it's so painful to watch him, honestly. Also, I mean, Josh, I want to stop you halfway through. Sorry for interrupting you. I want to yeah, ask yeah, you, what, do you think, what did you think of Pulisic? I mean, today I felt Pulisic like he was a bit shite. quiet. He was so he was, bad. but I mean, I think it's because of physicality. That's what I think uh, it is. I mean, maybe, maybe Pulisic is like knackered as well. But I mean, like I can't remember a time where Pulisic retained the ball today. He, I think he just lost, the ball bounced off him today. He just lost it every time he had it. He, could, he didn't beat his man once either, I don't think. It was just, it, Pulisic was really, really bad today. Um, you know, Pedro was, every, everyone was pretty much piss poor. I mean, besides a few players, in my opinion, but we'll get on to them later. But just overall wrapping up my thoughts on this topic, I mean, Lampard definitely got the substitution time wrong because if we, we just needed fresh legs desperately because the, it was, the goal was bound to come from Leicester. Mm. Um, well, anyway, moving on, you know, and it's kind of a theme because I just talked about this in substitutions as well, and especially mentioning the second half. So, I mean, Dami, for you, how dreadful was that second half? Oh, God. God, God. Well, see, I don't want to talk too much about it because I like to be calculated with my like anything I do and like talking as well. I've already said some things that I think are a bit iffy on this podcast. Oh, and I listen back, I'm probably going to regret saying them. 
But at the end of the day, Lampard has work to do. He really, really has work to do. And like I keep on saying, we have quality players, but the tactics are still important. I mean, Zidane in Madrid, I prefer not to speak. I mean, you can see him there with his quality players and that. But at the end of the day, so I mean, a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how much Hazard. I don't. I don't know, fam. Honestly speaking, I just feel Lampard has a lot more work to do. He has a lot more work to do. Yeah, for me, just giving my quick thoughts on the second half. That second half was so piss poor. Like we just we couldn't keep the ball. It was, I was looking at it and it was like it was championship football at times. We were just hoofing it. We. What happened to the possession-based football that we were playing? Like, this game had such a massive drop-off. I was watching on the TV. After the first 15 minutes, the, a stat came on the TV saying that we had 78% possession. And by the mm. time the game had finished, I think the possession stat ended at 50-50. That is such a fucking horrific drop-off. Mm. You know? It, 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 goes, it goes, like, we were controlling and dominating the game. To then getting, you know, dominated ourselves. It, the, the, game, the controlling of the game was awful. I mean, yeah, it was due to fatigue, but the, you know, last, last, like, I hate to bring this up, but I mean, like, last season, for example, you know, we at least have the majority of the ball as well. But I mean, mm. just watching today's game, like, Whenever, whenever we would, you know, instead of keeping the ball, we'd just kick it long for no reason. I, I just, I couldn't understand what was happening at some points. It's just like, ever, like the players are capable to get the ball down on the floor and keep it on the floor and play um, nice, expansive football. But I mean, like today, it was just, it was, it was very, very poor in my opinion. So yeah, I can't agree with that anymore. Um, yeah. So I mean, Josh. I mean, so before I let you go, because obviously I know you're going to want a rant on this, because I know you've been mad about it, to be fair. I'm just going to say to you, I do agree with you to a certain extent, but I'm going to let you talk first, and then I'll give you my opinions. Thoughts on Aspie Liquetta? Aspie, Spaspie, Bump Liquetta, utter, utter gutter trash. People on Twitter are telling me to respect him. Fuck respect. Are you serious? Whoa. Since when? Since when did giving a hundred percent? That's the become good enough for Chelsea Football Club. That's the bare minimum. You don't deserve respect for giving a hundred percent. You deserve respect for giving a hundred percent and contributing and being a leader and doing you know and contributing to us winning trophies and showing individual quality to helping us win matches. He hasn't done that once. I'm sorry, he hasn't done that once. He has been carried by defensive systems his whole time at Chelsea, and the first time he's asked to play in an expansive system that requires you to be an actual footballer, he fails, and he fails miserably. So fuck respecting Aspilicueta, and fuck respecting anyone who's like him, e.g. Marcus Alonso. I, I don't care. This is Chelsea Football Club. We aren't Burnley. No disrespect to Burnley. But, I mean... Aspilicueta simply isn't good enough. And the fact that he's our captain, it's an absolute disgrace. You know, some fans admire his leadership. What fucking leadership? Was leadership shown when we lost 4-0 at Old Trafford last Sunday? Was leadership shown when we lost 6-0 at City last season? Where was the leadership? 
There was no leadership. He's not a captain. He's not a good footballer, and he's not good enough for this club. As for Laqueta, fuck off, and no thanks. I don't care about how long you've been here. You've not been a good servant to this club. Just get out. Oh, Josh. Oh, I don't want to get too long on this one, but I do have to disagree with some of the things you've said. I mean, yeah, he's uh, defensively... I mean, now, right now, Spliquera, right now, once again, it just reminds me of Ivanovic. This, in fact, it's the exact same thing as Ivanovic. This is what happened with Ivanovic. When Ivanovic was declining, we were all shouting, oh, get Ivanovic off, get Aspilicueta in. Now we're getting Aspilicueta, trying to get him off, trying to get Rhys James in. Let's see what happens to Rhys James in a couple of years then. But at the end of the day, if we're all being ready, I mean, for you to say he's not been a good server isn't fair. I mean, yeah, giving 100% is the bare minimum, but he has been extremely loyal to the club. I mean, loyalty doesn't necessarily... I mean, it doesn't... What I'm trying to say is he had good seasons. He's had very good seasons for us. He started to decline last season. He's getting older. We need to remember that. And obviously, let's all be realistic once again. For example, if we didn't have Emerson, Alonso would still be playing. And you know he gives fuck all on the pitch. Alonso gives absolutely fuck all on the pitch. Asilicueta might not be the best leader, but when he's on the pitch today, he was bad. He was very bad. But you could tell he was putting in the effort. You could see him making the overlapping runs. You could see him trying to get some crosses in. I mean, I mean, I think I mean a couple of his crosses connected, not very well, and it didn't lead to anything. But you can see him putting the effort in. We all know Rich James is coming. We all know he's going to go to the bench. We know Aspi is not really rated by Frank based on his comments from last week. But at the end of the day, like he's on the decline. He's getting older. You can't put him on the same level as Alonso. Alonso is much younger than him. And Aspi has done bits for this club. So I don't think it's a bit fair if you say the things you've said. Yeah, that's basically my take on Aspi. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, He's had good seasons, yeah, but he's had good seasons where he's been covered, like defensively. Like when asked to, when asked to go one v one, you know, he's just, I don't know, man. It's, it, I don't care. It's like it's one of those things, and it's like, it's another thing where like, yeah, today he was giving a hundred percent, and you know, you can say some players don't give a hundred percent all the time. You know, he has no quality though. That's the thing. And you can give 100% all you want, and you can pound your chest and kiss the badge. I don't give a shit. I, I couldn't care less. Unless, you know, unless you you have quality to go with it, and you're, you're helping contribute to the team, nah, I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, I don't have any sympathy for people or players for Chelsea that just give 100%. Because if, if that's all you can do, then you're out of your depth. I mean, well, I can't. I mean, definitely understand the slander in terms of his gameplay at the moment. But if you're yeah. just if trying to attack his loyalty and his all of that, and like you said, I mean, like you said, you he was covered by defense. I mean, that is his game. You get what I mean? Like, if you think about it, if you brought in Mourinho now to manage this club, who the fuck is a Jorginho? I mean, Jorginho is not going to do jack shit for... Like, Jorginho would be absolutely trash for us. But, I mean, you get what I mean. So, that's generally... 
like generally speaking, it really, I mean, you can't necessarily blame the systems because he was bought for a defensive manager. He played excellently well under defensive managers. They brought in an attacking manager and he can't play the systems. As simple as. So, I mean, that's just my take on Aspie generally. But I know we could be here for a couple of, a lot longer. But yeah, let's move on to some better positives from today. What did you think of Mason Mount? Well, in the first 20 minutes, like most players, he was playing very well. And obviously his goal, he took very well. I was very, it was such a Mason yeah. Mount goal. You know, intelligently yeah. intelligently pressing, um, figuring out which way NDD was going to turn, nicks the ball off him and finishes. I thought that was a really, really good, impressive goal. However, mm. for the rest of the game, you know, he just kind of dropped off and he he wasn't that good at all, really. Because of the goal for me, I'd give him like a 7 out of 10. But really, his decline throughout the game was evident, and yeah, I wasn't I wasn't that impressed throughout the rest of the game, really. What you couldn't you? have said that any better, honestly, because I see a lot of people on the timeline, like oh, guys, like this youth propaganda, this fucking youth propaganda. Like, you guys, let's be realistic. Mason Mount's goal was absolutely superb. The way he pressed and got the ball. That was it, yeah. But then again, I mean, you and like a lot of people bringing up his stats for me. Come on, like you, Chelsea fans can be so hypocritical. Like you lot are the same people who say don't like just look at stats. Like I mean, there's some matches where Alonso had mad stats, but he played absolute trash. For you to bring up his stat, like it's hypocritical. Do not do it. You lose credibility. That's why other fan bases roast us. Like you cannot do that. In my opinion, yeah. After that goal and after the first twenty minutes, Mason Mount dropped significantly. Like you said, like honestly, apart from that, I mean, obviously you can't take that away from his performance. But at the end of the day, like he's a number ten. He's. I mean, obviously he achieved. His objective, be involved in the goal he scored, fantastic. But we need a creative outlet. Like we can't just have. I mean, yeah, you can press, but goddamn, you're 20 years old. You get what I mean? You're definitely gonna be yeah. able to run around. How old am I? 19. I mean, I'm not as fit as him, but I'm sure I could run around a bit as well. Like, what are you on about? Like, that's obviously gonna be part of his game. Obviously gonna be part of Abraham's game. Like, even you see Giroud as well. He's pressing, pressing, pressing. But his age, he got tight. Like when you guys mention, oh, he's so good at pressing that, that, and that. Obviously, he's a bit, he's smart, but that's come with age. Like, so when he's gotten older and that, he's telling me that when he's like in his thirties, he's still going to be pressing the same way he does. Nah, it's not possible. So you need to add more to your game. I mean, once again, I think he's a really good player, and uh, I don't take anything away from his performance. I still, I gave him, an, I give him a seven or eight out of ten because of high performance in the first 20 minutes. And, like, obviously, you can't necessarily blame everything on him because the entire team dropped off. And once again, Lampard's tactics in this match were not the best. But generally speaking, I still don't put him in that reach, James watson Doy bracket. I mean, I'd hoped he proves me wrong because, once again, I'm a Chelsea fan first. I'm not a Twitter, I'm not a Twitter fan. I'm a Chelsea fan. So I'm ready to swallow my opinions in order for us to get big things. But at the end of the day, I don't put him in the same bracket as Reese James, as a Callum, as a Callum Otto-Doy, as a Billy Gilmore. It's as simple as that. Yep, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, so anyway, moving on to one of our final few talking points here. Uh, what did you make of Zuma and Christensen today? 
Individually, superb. Together, well, we can all see what happened there. Absolute shambles. Shambles, shambles, shambles. They both showed that they were really good. But at the end of the day, when you have so many... I mean, they did make... Because if you think about it, a lot of people are going to take what I said just now out of context. And it's easy to. And I can understand how someone take it out of context. But look at the game cricket critically. They both had superb solo individual performances. When it came to defending as a pair, like with like there was no you like you, you know when two defenders are defending together and you can see do you understand what I'm trying to say? I don't know if I'm yeah, making yeah, any I sense. Yeah, it. Exactly. The so chemistry like chemistry between them wasn't good. Precisely. The chemistry say. wasn't good at all. So it's like they were defending for themselves. So yeah, that's pretty much uh that's pretty much it to be fair. I mean, for me, Zuma and Christensen were actually two of the st- standout performers today because uh, the rest of the team were pretty poor. But, I mean, for me, if it weren't for those two, it, it could have gotten really ugly, to be mm. perfectly honest with you. Um, I thought Zuma, like you said, individually they were both superb, I thought. I mean, Zuma dealt with his man perfectly. Um, I thought Christensen shepherded his man very well as well. Um, working as a unit, I thought they actually did quite well. I thought the reason the reason that defensively we were so poor today was simply due to the midfield. I mean, the midfield was like it, it was really bad today. If I'm going to be honest, like the gaps that were left between you know where where the either the regista or the holding midfielder is or whatever mm. that position you want to be is that get, you could drive a bus through that half space mm. between the, so I mean I thought Zuma and Christensen defended very well 1v1 as well today um I, I I thought they I thought they played actually very well and I think it could have been a lot worse if they hadn't played so I maybe maybe that's not a popular opinion, but that, for me, that's just what I saw watching watching the game. I mean, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. That's what a lot of people would see. But like I said, like a lot of people like don't have as much time as we do. I mean, not like yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not jobless. I mean, I work. I mean, I'm a full time uni student, and I have other things to attend to. But I mean, when I watch football, I watch it critically. Like. I can't just watch football. I mean, you get what I'm trying to say? I watch it extremely right, no, no, I understand. So if you just watch football for like watching sake, you're definitely going to rate their performances as in generally speaking. But moving forward for a partnership to be formed, like, you know, when you, I don't, I'm sure like you and I'm sure like you and you, some of your best friends, like your good friends as well. You know how you just click and there's some things yeah. you don't have to do precisely like that thing isn't there between both of them. They were both outstanding separately, but when it came together, they weren't really it for me. Yeah, I understand that, but I feel like that will, you know, that'll come with time. With time. With time. Yeah, yeah probably, yeah. probably. But that's By the end of the season, for- if they're still consistently playing together, because I mean, it's obviously that they're both, you know, top players. Yeah. Um, by the end of the season, you know, we'll probably see, you'll probably have witnessed a connection that is formed between them, or at least that's wishful thinking. Mm. Um, but anyway, moving on to the uh, last and final talking point. So obviously we've only gotten one point from our first two games. So Dami, for you, does that make um, the next two games, and the next two games, by the way, people are Norwich away, 
and Sheffield at home. So, Dami, are those two games must-win games for you? Also, before I get to that, actually, I just remembered one talking point. Kepa was a bit iffy today. Yeah, yeah, Kepa. He was Kepa a bit was, iffy today. Eh, yeah, I wasn't sure about Kepa today, to be honest. Mm, but, he was but, quite iffy today. I mean, he did make yeah, a couple of yeah. saves, but he was really iffy, really, really iffy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I agree. going back to what you were talking about, like if a lamps doesn't like. See, once again, I'm not, I mean, today I might have sounded a bit reactionary and if you, I mean, you guys don't know what's going on with me, but at the end of the day, yeah, I'm not going to comment on, like, like, respective of what happens, whatever happens. I'm not going to, you're not going to hear me sing a Lampard out, whatever, whenever, but I'm not going to judge him too badly till it gets to December. I'm seeing some cretins on the timeline. We keep on saying Lampard out. I mean, I'm sure they're probably trolling, but I mean, that's how it builds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, yeah, obviously, but like, if he doesn't win the next two games, like, we're playing Norwich and my lovely Sheffield. I mean, I'm from, I mean, I schooled in Sheffield for those of you that don't know, but yeah, like, my lovely Sheffield. So, like, I'm expecting Chelsea Football Club to beat both of those teams comfortably. If yeah. we fail to do that, then, like, because, I mean, for right now, as far as I'm concerned, we've played three big teams in a row. I mean, today was a bit, I mean, very annoying based on how we started, but now we're going to play with the small boys. I mean, with no disrespect to any of them sides. I mean, I almost bought a season ticket for Sheffield, but I digress. But we're going to be playing with the lesser teams of the Premier League with no disrespect whatsoever. If we're not beating these guys comfortably, we're going to have defensive problems against them. Then Lampard is going to start building some haters. I mean, regardless of who he is, that's just me. I'm sure he already, he already does have some. And, uh, I mean, I already know some accounts. Fraud, Lampard, ball, and all that trash. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't get some going, some Ws, then he's going to have a, he's going to have it coming for him very soon. Yeah. For me, I think, you know, no, like you said, no disrespect for the, to the caliber of opposition that we're playing. But we should, we should be beating these teams by... A margin of two goals at least for each game. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I mean, convincing. We need, we need these. Yeah, we need two convincing wins for me going into the international break after that because honestly, we we need to start picking up points because we. I know it's already it's only August, but we can't we can't let teams pull away from us that much. We need to, we need to stay there and about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we, we got a, a plus a win is just it's needed for the confidence right now. It really is. So yeah. a convincing a convincing win against Norwich would be excellent. And then we need to carry that on and win against Sheffield going into the international break. And then obviously after the international break, it looks like um, Hudson Adoy and uh, Reese will be back. Mm-hmm. And if God that they can't come back any sooner, so I really can't. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much been all of our thoughts, people, post-match on um, the Leicester game that happened today. So if you have any thoughts that you'd like to send to us, DM us on Twitter. Obviously, I'm at PessimisticJosh, and Dami's at CFCDami. Um, or shoot us an email at thefulhamroadpodcast at gmail.com. But, I mean, yeah, bit, a bit of a depressing day, to be honest. And 
I guess I guess we'll just leave it here, people. So I I've been Josh, and I've been yeah. Dummy. And yeah, we'll catch you, you guys in the podcast. next episode. Yeah, if you got to the end, you're a legend, you know, freaking legend. I'll drop you a follow if you actually <laughs> did get you. Just DM me, I promise. All right, guys, speak to you a lot later. Bye bye. Adios, people.